0: Resorts, homes, and a newly built hospital have been washed away. No electricity, nothing whatsoever.
1: We need to be
2: prepared for the future.
0: I'm just holding on for dear life here. This isn't fun.
2: Pacific prepared.
3: Pacific prepared.
0: Plan this time before disaster strike. Every natural disaster gets worse.
1: What happens when something goes wrong, and how do they respond to it?
0: And make sure everyone's safety comes first. Love, what for dream? You must ready.
1: Clearing roads, restoring critical infrastructure.
0: Eventually I know it's gonna hit. It's only a matter of time.
1: Helping your community.
0: Helping your family. Helping you. Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared. Pacific Prepared.
4: Hi, I'm Fred Hooper, and this is Pacific Prepared. It's a show about natural disasters, how you prepare for them and how people across the Pacific have survived them. Each week we work with local reporters so they get it, they understand what everyone is going through during a disaster. Today, I wonder if you think the weather is changing. I'm talking a bigger scale, not just day to day. You'll hear from the Samoan Weather Office and get some answers to that question. Also, we'll go back to a story about home. What is it that ties you to your home? We'll hear from someone who thinks about that word differently to most people and talk about what home means in the Pacific. And we revisit a story from Tonga when the national broadcaster had a huge celebration for the opening of their new building. That's all coming up. This is Pacific Prepared.
1: People's lives have been affected by disaster.
4: Know
2: what to do. Know what to do. Know what to do.
5: Clearing roads, restoring critical infrastructure.
2: See, all the signs are coming.
5: So we have to prepare.
2: Be prepared.
4: Pacific prepared. Living in the Pacific, I'm sure that you've got a pretty good idea of what the weather has been doing, and not just short-term, but for a long time now. The other people who would be able to see those changes in the weather's long-term patterns would be the Met services. Pacific prepared and 2AP reporter Maui lutomose spoke with the weather service recently to have this conversation.
6: To be honest, yes, we've seen the change. Uh, For example, we hardly, in the past 10 years, 20 years, we hardly see this frequency of uh, flooding in town, And that's something that we are seeing, start to see now. Uh, Also, there were some places that was never, uh, you know, flooded before. But uh, in the last year or two years, we see that the uh, flood was uh, experienced over those years. For example, um, in 2021, uh, we saw one of the major floods that uh, causes uh, a lot of uh, damage uh, at the village of uh, Lepea. <laughs> we never saw that before and uh, uh, we started to see that uh, more often now. So, um, yes, um, there's a change uh, in the type of impacts and the, the the severity of uh, impacts, and that's something that we are working on now. Um, try to understand the impacts, particularly with heavy rain. What a heavy rain can cause, and it's very hard to um, to to do that. Uh, we have seen that the one of the, the contributing factor to mm-hmm. the severity of this impact, is the development, uh, the development of the land, the cutting down of trees, and you know, that's one example, uh, and why some of the areas, you know, the, the ground cannot hold the uh, the water anymore and comes to a stage that it's the only way to to escape to is to, you know, on the road uh, in terms of flood water. So that's the change that we are seeing now. And... Uh, uh, if it continues in, in the current trend, it will uh, the severity will become uh, you know elevated.
7: Thank you, Officer. Um, uh, my next question is: You said earlier that it, there is no prediction, uh, cyclone prediction for Samoa, just heavy rain. Morning. What is your advice for Samoa during heavy rain and floods?
6: The main concern during uh, heavy rain is flooding. We've seen in the past years that um, there's a lot of uh, people affected by flood. Uh, Not only people, but, you know, cause damage to properties. So the advice is to you know, uh, especially when we issue when the mid Office issue an advisory or a warning, mm-hmm. we strongly advise ASA people to please listen to to this uh, announcement by them the, the mid Office. Um, flood can cause a lot of uh, uh, destruction and damage, mm-hmm. and it will also uh, uh, cause uh, death. Uh, so uh, we, we we also see in the past years that uh, people. Especially children. Uh, they very uh, like to, you know, swim and, and gather at uh, flooded areas and those kind of, uh, you know, uh, affected areas. So the advice is please stay away from uh, flooded areas and uh, listen to the information that is given out by the mid office um, and use that information to, you know, to guide your actions uh, during any uh, time of uh, disaster.
7: Uh, what happened in 2009 when a tsunami has devastated Samoa and killed more than 100 people? The impact is that people remain panicked whenever an earthquake occurs. What is your concern?
6: Yes, um... 10 years ago, uh, more than 10 years now, uh, uh, people are still, uh, you know, fresh in their minds that what happened during the 2009 uh, tsunami. And it is uh, a, a concern that is raised, uh, you know, uh, to the office. Uh, we've been uh, working, as I said, that we've been working with the communities for a long time now. Uh, we have put in a lot of efforts try right, to do awareness programs in order, you know, to understand uh, the differences uh, in types of uh, natural hazard. For example, earthquake. Well, people uh, uh, still think that any earthquake, can uh, generate uh, a, tsunami. a tsunami but mm. and we have our standard operation procedures and we have threshold for uh, different types of earthquakes and the weakest one and the ones that uh, can cause uh, tsunami. So the advice is for people to when, whenever there is an earthquake, uh, we also encourage people to use uh, you know environmental indicators like uh, you can feel the earthquake is strong or, or weak. If, if things are falling off the shelves so and those kind of, no uh, know, uh, from the ceiling and, yeah. and pe- uh, furniture are moving, and then that's an indication that the, the earthquake is strong. Uh, at a time, we are working from the office trying to confirm the magnitude and see if it's uh, As earthquake that can uh, trigger tsunami, then we can issue the information out. If the the earthquake is weak, then you know you can uh, wait for a few minutes for the office to confirm uh, Mm. the magnitude and the information can be uh, sent out. Um, Also, you know, in the case of the 2009 tsunami, uh, there were reports from people that they saw the sea uh, uh, withdrawing from Mm. from the shore. And that's an indicator that there's nothing else to do this. It's time to immediately immediately, Mm -hmm. uh, move into a safer ground. The concern now, uh, it will take one, two or three minutes for the office uh, to analyze the tsunami before the parameters are finally analyzed. But if you think it's uh, very strong and it's comparable to the 2009 for those who were experiencing that, and then there's no uh, action required rather than running, uh, you know, moving to a safer ground or higher mm-hmm. ground.
7: Thank you. Um, today's weather is fine. What is the situation for Samoa throughout this week? Yes, as I mentioned
6: in uh, in the beginning, um, we're still in the, the wet season and we, uh, the chance for uh, rainfall, uh, heavy rainfall is, is mm-hmm. very high. But we experience, we, we expect, uh, you know, very fine and calm periods. So this is one example. We are experiencing very fine and sunny uh, periods right now. But the prediction is that by Wednesday, we, Wednesday to Thursday, we, we also a- anticipating uh, some more rain uh, mm-hmm. to be, uh, you know, move over Sahama.
7: Thank you, Este. My um, last question is: What is your advice for our people regarding preparations at all times?
6: the The advice is to you know, especially now we are in we still in the the, the, the cyclone season or the, the wet season, and a lot can happen in, within this season. And we, it's best to uh, you know prepare uh, all time and uh, stay tuned to the recent uh, updates from the mid office.
4: Maui Lu Tomose from 2AP and Pacific Prepared Reporter with that story.
1: Disaster is part of our life, and recovering is also part of our
0: life. As you see, they're smiling despite the devastation. That's how we are.
4: You are listening to Pacific Prepare. Think about home for a minute. It can mean so many different things to different people. And in the Pacific, I'm sure it's got its own meaning too. Dr Rossiani Lungi is from the University of the South Pacific, And she's done a lot of research into how people in the Pacific connect with their home.
2: It's not just the building, but it's the land and how they're attached to it socially, emotionally, spiritually. My interest for climate change did did not just happen uh, um, when I started my PhD, but while I was growing up... um, I, um, I grew around my grandparents, so my parents, uh, grandparents were always home. And uh, in the evenings when we sit around and then there'll be lightning from one side of the horizon and then my, one of my grandfathers will say, oh, that's where the, the wind direction will be tomorrow. Or, you know, they'll feel this kind of air and then they will say, oh, tomorrow is a good day to go fishing, you know this type of valley and they'll name the place. So it's like they have the map of the sea in their in their mind and they, they could see and could sense um, where to do things. So that's, you know, that's why I was interested. But when I started writing, actually my intent was on the use of language because my background is on language and literature. Uh, the use of vernacular in educating people about climate change. But then it it made a turn to to when I found you know I started uh, exploring about uh, indigenous knowledge of weather forecasting. So with elders, they are you know they they have knowledge to be able to forecast weather. For example, if there's going to be a cyclone and what category? For uh, for example, breadfruit breadfruit is an indicator. So if breadfruit fruits in three or more on a branch, uh, then it's an indicator for a cyclone. The number of fruits indicate the category.
4: Yeah. So the more fruit, the more intense the cyclone?
2: Yes. And and I proved that with Winston because I saw five breadfruit and then I went and told my mum and my mum said, Oh, God, this is going to be, you know, uh, a very strong uh, cyclone. So please call home because home was somewhere else. So I called. Get them to get the house prepared, yeah Bradford is one, the other one is uh, the bees when they um, nest underground. it's interesting because eh? they know if they'll be you know on, on a branch they'll be blown away, so they, they nest uh, uh, underground to prepare for cyclone. so that's another indicator. and um, banana the the banana the fluorescent for the banana, yeah. The
4: purple, yes. the purple bell kind yes. of. Yes. Yeah.
2: So if it it points it bends like uh, the the cane, if it bends, then okay. that's an indicator for right
4: that something that there's something happening like a storm yeah, cyclone. or cyclone. Cyclone.
2: Yes. Okay. Yeah. For storms, it's usually insects. There's the type of insects, cockroaches, they indicate, um, and the type of uh, wind. Yeah did you get
4: did you get really curious when you were younger and ask your you know the people who were telling you these things did you think how do they know that? Did you, did you start to quiz them and ask them what was going on, how they know that stuff?
2: Yes. And, and for them, it was, you know, taught to them through their their parents and through experience. Because um, for us indigenous Fijians, we all have a traditional role. We have ascribed traditional roles. Like, for example, we have fisher folks and fisher folks, they are well versed about the sea. And then we have the, the mbati or the warriors. They are two types uh, that protect the land, and they know everything about the land and and how things operate. The rules of the land and the rules of the the oceans. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, my um, my grandparents, my parent, my dad's family. They they are family of. Uh, uh, fisher folk, so, so they're well-versed. So that's how they learned, and that's how I learned too, <laughs>
4: yeah. Dr. Rossiani has also been working closely with young people in Fiji to get a better idea of how they understand climate change and how they actually learned that.
2: Before we went into what they have been doing, we got one of our team members to present the scientific uh, explanation on climate change. Then they realised that they were... The ones, you know, to some extent, were, you know, uh, causing uh, the the you know the increase. Of the, because what they said, oh, it's getting hot nowadays, you know, and there's not much rain. So, so those were the things that they said is climate change. Yeah?
4: And they were happy to sort of um, acknowledge that they might have been contributing to that too.
2: Yes, and so uh, two of the things that they said that they 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 do that they they think that has been contributing to this was, uh, the, the slash and burn, um, farming practice that they, and the unnecessary burning. Sometimes they'll, you know, they'll just play with fire and then they burn the whole part of the, the plantation and, you know, accidentally. And then, yeah, so, so, you know, the, the soil is infertile and, uh, and the water, um, what a shed is drying. So, so then we asked them, okay, so what have you been doing? And what do you think, you know, we can do together? Because it was part of a participatory action research where we, you know, discuss together the causes and what they've been doing and what we can do together and implement. So one of the interventions they said was, um, the replanting of fruit trees because that's something too that's happening they all the the trees you know some of those uh, native trees uh, no longer um exist they've they've become locally extinct so then uh, that's what we did together so we've planted um uh, some fruit trees uh, native fruit trees together Uh, And then we also found that, you know, salt water was intruding into the village. So we planted um, mangroves uh, to, you know, to help slow down the, um, yeah, the intensity of uh, waves. For them to see, for us indigenous Fijians, when we see, you know, the outcome, then we believe. So... Getting them to practice to do it together with us and go back and evaluate and come back and then do um, implement the, the next intervention um, has helped them, you know, help, has helped change their way of, um, of seeing things and also doing things. So one of the traditional ways of um, doing things that they used to do was to do things in groups. They call it sole sole baki. Yeah, so that's what they're doing now. So the youth have their own patch to to look after to plant, and the women also. So it's been uh, successful for um, for them because eh? they they have a patch to look after. They plant, they they look after it, and over the six months we've seen the, a great change, and also in in um, uh, in how they feel towards uh towards what they're doing so they're taking ownership of these things and really you know making it their responsibility to ensure that they do this for their children and you know when we leave there's always something left for for the children to be able to enjoy
4: and and how do you feel seeing that too i mean it must be a good feeling for you to be able to do all this research, go into communities, but then to see an actual outcome as well—it must be nice.
2: Yes, it, it's it's a wonderful feeling, and that's why we, you know, we're going to another community, and um, and and that's one thing that I, you know, I'm I want to do, just go to all the communities, create climate literacy, um, and that is also climate justice, you know, if. If we want everyone to be climate prepared, then we've got to take the, the, take it down to them. You know, not everyone comes to the university and uh, not everyone goes to school, but everyone has a community to live in. And that's where we should, I think we should take the, take the, the, the message to because in schools, well, according to, to the research that I'm doing, um, more than fifty percent of them said that they uh, they they learn this through our community engagement, but not in school so so you know while the policies say that this has to be in in the curriculum uh, in practice it's it 's not what 's happening so if this is working, then I think that 's the way we should go you know speak their language and it, it'll really go into their heart and change how they behave towards uh, climate preparedness.
4: Dr Rossiani Lange from the University of the South Pacific, speaking with Pacific Prepared in 2022. I'm
2: just holding on for dear life here. For women, it's always
0: safety first. They are the first responder. You're listening to
2: Pacific Prepared.
4: Taking you back to 2022. And these people are happy. Oh. This is a celebration at the Tonga Broadcasting Commission when they opened their new building. This was just a tiny bit of the celebration at the opening. Drums beating, a large group of people, all wearing traditional outfits with lots of greenery hanging over shoulders and around their wrists and all dancing in sync with each other. It looked spectacular. The new building for the broadcaster also has an early warning system built in as part of the design and is capable of withstanding natural disasters like cyclones and tsunamis. TBC Tonga reporter Anasiu Falakono was at the opening and she has this story.
0: It was a joyful event at the Tonga Broadcasting Commission with the official commissioning of the new building and the launching of the National Emergency Warning System known as NEWS. The historical event was marked by His Royal Highness, the Crown Prince Tupou Toa The construction of the building has been completed but the installation of equipment was delayed several times due to the COVID-19 restrictions. Speaking at the event, His Royal Highness Prince Tupoutoa Olukalala says the aim of the project is to help with preparedness in times of disaster and to save lives.
1: It is a modern system and fully equipped with a purpose and the truth to saving lives wherever and whenever is required our calling today is preparing ourselves to help those in need those in despair those who may be dying from extreme events of natural disasters and worst impact of climate climate change we can just imagine that that critical moment of crying out for survival we can save them with this system and this is resilience in facing the challenges of our time. I thank the government and the people of Japan for this kind offer and also to everyone throughout Tonga and overseas who are joining us at this historical moment.
0: The Acting Prime Minister Honourable Samu Waibulu says Tonga is the second most at-risk country in the world vulnerable to natural disasters. He adds vulnerability to natural disasters and the effects of climate change like weather extremes are expected to increase due to pressures including increased population and constrained land availability which will force larger numbers to live in more hazard-prone areas.
5: The new project is based on the vulnerability of Tonga to natural disasters in the form of earthquakes, tsunamis, hurricanes, and general flooding, and the need to have in place a proper nationwide early warning system. Project was designed to reflect the vision of the Tonga Strategic Development Framework, the SDF2, and the UN Sustainable Development Goals, SDGs, which is to improve resilience to natural disasters and the impact of climate change. News' overall goal is to saving lives through the improvement of disaster information dissemination throughout Tonga by installing an emergency radio system and an (coughs) air warning sound alert system and also by improving AM radio broadcasting infrastructure and the construction of the Kama Broadcasting Commission headquarters, aiming at shortening alert transmission of tsunami evacuation from 90 minutes to 8 minutes, and increasing the number of beneficiaries from 13,000 to the rest of the population of the population made through the communication department is responsible for the project
0: the project was funded by the government of japan and the ambassador to tonga's excellency monenanga Gensaku, says the news project is to strengthen tonga's capacity for risk management and its resilience against disasters through the improvement of three systems
3: number one emergency radio communication system. Number two, early warning sound alert system. And number three, medium wave radio broadcasting system. The new telecommunication system of this project covers the whole kingdom, all the way to the Ongo This nationwide network is very variable and crucial in the occurrence of disasters, this warning system will work even if the submarine cable is disconnected. In reality, the submarine cable is still not yet connected between the islands. However, the new system under the news project will work nationwide by way of radio telecommunication network or satellite system. On top of that, a more vigilant system is installed through this project. An early warning sound alert transmission will straight away reach everyone in the kingdom in a very short time compared to before. In the previous system, it took 90 minutes. But now, thanks to the new system, it will only take 8 minutes for the warnings to resonate. The coverage of Allah is also notably increased from nineteen percent to one hundred percent for the population living in tsunami hazard areas in Tonga.
0: He added, with the recent experience from the Hunga Tonga Hunga Haapai volcanic eruption and tsunami, there's hope that people are capable of escaping tsunamis faster with the advanced warnings as the news project now in place. With the hope to save people's lives, a siren test is still underway to assist with people's awareness, to educate students and children about news project and prepare them well for future disasters. The new building was used as a temporary shelter for the people around the area of Fasi Moyafi during the volcanic eruption earlier this year.
4: TBC Tonga reporter Anasi Falakono reporting from Tonga. Pacific Prepared is supported by the Pacific Media Assistance Scheme with funding from the Australian Government's Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade. Any views expressed do not necessarily represent those of PACMAS or the Australian Government. It's produced and distributed in partnership with Radio Australia and networks across the Pacific, including Radio New Zealand Pacific, NBC Papua New Guinea, Palau Wave Radio, Capital FM 107 Vanuatu, FBC Fiji, Samoa National Radio 2AP, SIBC Solomon Islands Broadcasting Corporation and TBC Tonga. My name is Fred Hooper. Please share any information you've learned today and stay safe. This has been Pacific Prepared.